Baby boomers across the United States are working longer than earlier generations. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics show that older workers aged 50 and up, who previously would have been retired, are working longer and participating more in the job market than younger workers aged 16 to 24 by 4.5 percent. Debbie Bell, a 59-year-old woman from West Liberty, Iowa, is one of these older workers. She has worked at the University of Iowa's Burge Marketplace for 35 years as a food worker, who participates in the early setup and oversees the dessert and breakfast bar. Her 58-year-old husband, Jeff Bell, is her primary reason for not retiring early. He has chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, otherwise known as COPD. My husband and I had just moved back from Oklahoma, and I got a job as a, a temp worker while I was looking for full-time work. And then... Uh, while I was working as a temp here at Burge, a full-time position opened up across the street at Courier. And I just kind of slid right into that. And then after they closed Courier's Kitchen in 91, so I came back to Burge. But I like working with the kids. I like getting to know some of the kids. And the benefits are good. The pay isn't bad, you know. It, if you'd have asked me 35 years ago if I'd have still been here, I'd have probably said no but it just one day after another and pretty soon you look around and it's like, wow, I've been here my whole life. But yeah, the, ins the insurance that we have here and the retirement packages that they have are pretty decent. We, we're, we're the same as the teachers and the faculty. We're on what they call TIAA for retirement. And it, it racks up pretty quick when you've been here a few years. Another person who gets the benefits is University of Iowa Economics Departmental Chair John Solo, who I spoke with about the trend in older workers. He said the increase in the baby boomer generation has helped the economy fill the gaps of a shrinking number of younger workers. So the baby boom generation is getting to retirement age, and at the same time, the birth rate is relatively low. But that younger cohort of the population, that is shrinking. People aren't having as many kids as they used to. Family sizes are getting smaller. Women are waiting later in life to have children, all that sort of stuff. And at the same time, you have this increased demand for job, for, for workers. There are more and more elderly people who have retired from regular jobs or maybe lost regular jobs during the recession and have a hard time. Some of this may not be entirely voluntary retirement. Pension funds have tended to be not funded in the sense that you know, when you put money into your pension, it's not like your employer invests it in an asset you know, in the stock market or something like that. You, in a sense, have this account that's building up value that you can then draw down when you retire. It's largely moving more to a system where what the current workers are putting in that gets used to pay the current retirees. And that means that what the current retirees get is sometimes at risk. So there's kind of a chicken and the egg problem here, right? The question is, is it the availability of the older workers that has caused the economy to grow, or is it the growth of the economy that's caused more older workers? And I tend to think it's the second one, the aging of the workforce as the baby boomers have gotten older and retired and the younger generations have shrunk because people are having fewer kids and they're delaying having kids. That's a very long, slow process that's been going on 
people have been able to foresee this for decades, right? It's not, this didn't come as any kind of a surprise. People were writing 30, 40 years ago about what was going to happen when the baby boomers retired. It's because it's a pretty obvious, slow process that was inevitably going to happen. And that's been happening sort of steadily. Whereas the recession was, I think, at the time, it was totally... Well, some people predicted it, but not many people predicted a recession sort of pop up, and that's a much shorter time frame sort of thing. I think it's more that the broad economy is affecting what's going on in the labor markets rather than the labor markets are affecting what's this part of the labor market. It's not the availability of old workers that's driving the recovery. Again, Debbie Bell. I'm trying to line things up so that I can retire. Like, my husband's on disability, so if I can get some insurance that will cover him so I can get him off my policy, then I will go ahead and retire. If I can't find anything for him, then I will stay working because i got to keep insurance for him. Adequate health care insurance is crucial for the Bell couple's financial stability. Debbie says her husband's stage 4 chronic obstructive pulmonary disease has required expensive prescriptions and medical equipment to support his failing respiratory system. A lot of the places don't, he's on Medicare, but Medicare really doesn't cover a lot. And it doesn't cover a lot of the prescriptions that he has to take. And he's on oxygen 24 seven. So we have concentrators and we have CPAP machines and we have nebulizers and he's also diabetic. So we've got all that medication he has one of his inhalers alone is over $500 a month. So I have to keep a decent prescription insurance. He goes in for cardiac echoes every six months and that's like, you know, $1,500 a shot. And uh, it's hard to find some place that will cover the pre-existing. I know they all said that Obamacare was so wonderful. Well, it doesn't work that well. It doesn't, uh, they're limited on a lot of the prescriptions that they cover. And some of them, they will accept you, but you have very high premiums and extremely high deductibles. Like I know my sister, she just recently passed away with cancer. The only insurance she could find was a $3,000 deductible before they would even kick in and pay for anything. So the insurance that we have here at the university is, is a lot. It's very good. And if it wasn't for that, you know, we probably would have been homeless. <laughs> We'd have had to get rid of our house and, you know, sell off everything we had because of medical bills. So the insurance is the primary thing that I have to, have to stay here for with him. Most insurance companies outside of the TIAA package that Debbie has don't cover the expenses of Jeffrey's prescriptions adequately to where the couple could survive financially if Debbie retired. A lot of them won't cover certain medications that he's on. They call them three-tier or whatever that means for their, and they won't pay even 20% of the cost of them. And like I said, the Simpacord is over $500 a month. And there's no way a normal person can pay that. I mean, you know, even somebody with a much better job than I have, with that just being one of the three inhalers that he takes a day, 
you know, you could go broke real quick. I have a friend that lives in Canada, and she started getting sick last July. And by the time she got through their healthcare system, since what she had wasn't considered life-threatening, from July, she wasn't scheduled to have her gallbladder removed until December 7th. Because it's, uh, you know, if you're not on the verge of death, then you're not priority. So, you know, here it's whoever has the most money, which in a way is, can be beneficial, but it isn't really fair either. Employers like the University of Iowa come in handy when they provide strong healthcare benefits compared to what other employers offer. In her case, the university also offers Bella a flexible schedule that most older workers need because they are often caregivers for other elderly people. One other thing, in Iowa, older workers are not only working longer, but they are the primary age in the workforce. The Center on Aging and Work says two of every three workers in the state who are 55 to 60 years old are still in the workforce. The question of why is not going to go away.